and welcome to the Paranormalist Podcast. As always, I am your host, Kenny Dodson, and I am here with the all-powerful goddess of the paranormal, <laughs> Patty Wilson. Now, Thank you, Kenny. Now, I'm she kidding. chose that, not me. So she's conceited no, enough to pick that. Though. Just say it. No, she was kidding. So I'm here with Patty, and we have a guest with us. We and it's not our it. typical guest. It's not something we've covered at no. all. I don't... Well, but, maybe very minutely, but... Who do we have, Patty? So this is a friend of mine. Her name is Lauren. And it's you pronounce your last name Debaco, right? Yep, you got it. All right. And <laughs> Lauren actually makes um, different scents um, using essential oils. And what fascinated me is beyond that she it's beyond what I normally thought of. I mean, I think of like people saying calming oil, stuff like that. But she has some really kick-ass stuff. Um, and I thought we started talking about it. We started talking about some of the paranormal stuff and she told me about some sense she has that are actually things that people in the paranormal world would be really fascinated with. So that's what started the journey that led us to tonight. Wait, did, so did you two connect over paranormal stuff? Was it like, let's talk level. about paranormal and then you got into the sense yeah, or oh, okay. on, on all the different levels. I mean, like we would just chat and different things would pop up. Wow. You really shot what I was going to say. Sorry. Paranormal, <laughs> bringing people together. That's what I was going to say, but now it doesn't apply. <laughs> it does, though, because Patty talks to me about, you know, what she does. And one day I just kind of skipped into work and was like, hey, I started an essential oil line. And, you know, I got stuff that could cleanse spaces. And it just kind of, it worked. Yeah, see? All right. <laughs> well, welcome, Lauren. Thank um, you. So where do you even begin? How did you get into that? Um, well, I got into it about four years ago. I had a pretty major surgery and I was kind of very used. I was in grad school working full time. So uh, the surgery wasn't super well explained to me. I didn't realize I was going to be non-weight bearing for 12 weeks. That really wasn't told to me. Wow. Um. So I was staying with my grandmother at the time and I went to my two week post-op appointment and uh, I was like, so when can I go back to work? You know, I have things to do. And he's like, go back to work. You're not even weight bearing for 12 weeks. So I went back to my grandmother's and I was just kind of low mood, depressed. Like, what am I going to do for another 10 weeks? And my grandmother kind of was just like, you don't need to feel sorry for yourself. Find something to do. Find something to keep you busy. And I just started thinking, I always was kind of fascinated by holistic healing and alternative medicine, but I never really had maybe time to focus on it or didn't know where to start. Um, so I started doing that and my grandmother was sort of my guinea pig. I'd like whip up different all natural products and try them out on her and they had to tell me how they worked or didn't work and what they liked. And it kind of just spiraled from there. I kind of feel like once you find something you're passionate about, people start to come to you. So after I started to get into that, I met just a lot of different people who were interested in oils or just alternative methods of treating themselves. And that's kind of how it all started. What ailments did your guinea pig have to begin with that you were trying to cure? So fix. 
<laughs> so my grandmother has lots of sinus issues. It was winter time. So I would whip up a sinus blend for her and my sister at the time she has like oily skin and acne. And I was like, I have a mask for you and a serum and we're going to try all of this. And they would, cause my um, grandmother lives very close to my mom. So they come down and different things like headaches. Sleep is a big one in my family. We all struggle with sleep. So <laughs> trying to help that and it kind of spiraled off from there. I kind of kept it to myself because I just didn't know how people in my life at the time would take to it. Mm -hmm. It was fun to try on my family, but my friends, I didn't really know how they'd take to it. And then, like I said, I just started meeting different people that were more aligned into what I was passionate about. And it just became easy. And I started talking about it. And um, I have had friends for the last year kind of say like, why are you just sitting on all this knowledge? What are you going to do with it? Do something with it. And, um, you know, Patty knows I'm like a manifester. I like to follow the moon cycles and manifest things. And back in the fall, I just was like, I want to, my ultimate goal is to open a holistic, um, counseling practice once I get my LCSW. And, um, that was my big manifestation goal. And I kind of put out there what I, what I wanted, what I was fearful of, why I didn't think that could happen. And then I just, the last few months have been working on making that happen. And this is just a step in that direction that you can do this. And, uh, even my clients at work, they love this. They love, I'm into crystals and the essential oils and chakras, and they just really connect to that. I think, a lot of people are tired of the status quo. See, look at that. Yes. If I took you around my house, it's ev they're everywhere. Oh, look at that carnelian. Yes. <laughs> and that's not even one. That's only what I have here. I mean, I usually wear stuff. I'm not right now. Yes, I have my bracelets on, and um, it just it, the crystals have, were big for me, and um. I know with my clients, they really connect with that. And I find that they are sick of, they've been through the ringer with things. They're tired of like being taught, feeling like guinea pigs tossed on medications. Um, I try to keep my office very Zen. There's crystals, there's aromatherapy going on. Um, and that just seems to yield better sessions, better outcomes. They feel comfortable in there. And, um, you know, sometimes they'll say to me, is it weird that I want to carry a rock in my pocket? And I was like, <laughs> it's a crystal and no that's not weird and um it just kind of made me really happy to see that people are about holistic healing they are about getting back to nature and roots which is very different from what we found ourselves in and um I just one day woke up and was like I'm tired of trying to manifest this I'm just gonna do it and I I launched it and it went very well better than I could have anticipated and it's blossomed from there so it's been really exciting that's good. Do you yeah. have a brand name? Yes, it's Lauren's Elixirs. So okay. you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm starting a website. Patty had to hear my website. <laughs> today. It was very hard to figure out. <laughs> We're doing that too. We're struggling with getting a website going as well. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard about it. So. Mm -hmm. 
it'll make it easier because I have a lot of people in my life that aren't into social media and uh, they want a place to find my oils and word of mouth gets around fast. So I was like, I kind of need to do something for the people that aren't on social media so they can find my products instead of me blowing up their emails with (laughs) all my different stuff. So you want to talk a little bit, I know there's people that are going to just be fascinated up front and there's other people that are going to go oils. Yeah, right. Oils. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about the history of oils because they do have a long history and there's just a lot to talk about. So let's talk about the history of oils. Absolutely. So it's really not something new. I mean, if you look at it in the time of ancient Egyptians, aromatherapy was huge to them. They used it for spiritual practices, medicine, beauty. Uh, You know, Cleopatra, they'd always talk about her being beautiful, and she attributed that to herbs and oils and things like that. And even in their rituals to their gods, they used oils a lot. And you see it even up into the Native American culture. In sweat lodges, they used a lot of like cedar wood and sage for purification and also just for their gods and spiritual practices and to make them feel, you know, closer to nature and and their spirits. Um, I think if you look at it from a medical side of things, uh, it's pretty rich in that too. I mean, European countries, Indian countries, countries, they all were using this long centuries ago. This was all a part of it. Um, Probably historically, the most common oils, especially like living in America, um, Christianity talks about the three wise men bringing frankincense and myrrh to um, baby Jesus in the manger. And those are still used even in the church today. So there's a really rich spiritual side to it. I like to look, though, at the science behind it as well, because aromatherapy in and of itself is a definite science and an art form, too. Um, You know, when I think of aromatherapy, I just think of it. Oh, see, my cat made an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Piper loves to be everywhere I am. Um, But anyway, when you're talking about the science of aromatherapy, you're basically just talking about plant medicine. And long before pharmaceuticals kind of ran the gamut, there were people studying um, how plants interacted with humans and how they could heal things. Um, I know Hippocrates, he was very, he's known as the father of modern medicine. And um, when I was researching, one of the things that he said is that, he recommended aromatic baths daily. He believed that was the, and, and aromatic massages daily. He believed that that was the cure to good health and wellness. And he was a really big proponent of botany and uh, using herbs and like later what would now become oils uh, for that. Um, so even back then, <laughs> he was still doing those things. So I think that's pretty cool to think that the father of modern medicine was kind of pumping that long before. Um, you know, and I know apoth- apothecaries were a thing back in the day as well. So none of this is new groundbreaking science. It's sort of just getting back to um, basics. Like mother nature is our ultimate medicine. And even when you look at pharmaceuticals, they are still taking plant extracts um, from that. So these things were good enough to heal before. And 
you know, I could go all in about the economics of why pharmaceuticals rose to be number one. Patty and I were talking about that mm-hmm. earlier, um, just about how money rules a lot of things. And uh, back in the day, holistic healing was the mode of treatment and it was very successful, but money talks. And when you're able to sway people's uh, opinion and perception, you kind of lose sight of what actually was working. Um, And I think that that's what we've seen historically in the last hundred years, maybe even longer than that, probably closer to 200 years. But um, if you look at any ancient civilization, they were using herbs, oils, all of that long before um, we were using pharmaceuticals or pushing, you know, modern medicine. So it's sad. It's, I'm happy to see that it's come full circle, but it is sad to see where we went. It is because there's two types of medicine. There's homeopathic and then there's allopathic, which is the chemical medicine that doctors use today. And we have been brainwashed and trained that, um, you know, we have to go to a doctor for everything. And I'm not saying we shouldn't go to a doctor. And I'm not saying that if you're very, very sick, you shouldn't go to a doctor. But Every little thing doesn't require a pill. Yeah. And I think it, you know, plays into that instant gratification. Um, You know, in my line of work, I I work with a lot of people who struggle with that. But it's not just in treatment settings. Everyone, we live in a fast world. We want quick fixes. Um, But essential oils, I tell people all the time, no, if you think you're going to use it one time and it's going to be this cure-all, that's foolishness because it takes time. You know, you didn't work yourself into sickness overnight. It's going to take some time. Um, And I think it's interesting to see, I was talking to Patty, my dad is like part of, he classifies himself a scientist. He's a chemical engineer. And I was visiting this past weekend and, um, my niece, she had, uh, she has dental issues. She needs uh, a tooth filled and she was fussy and crying. And I was like, Hey, do you, to uh, her mom, do you care if I put this blend I made for pain on, on where it hurts? She's like, Oh, I don't care. Go for it. And, um, within like three minutes, that girl's back in the pool running around, not crying. And my dad, who always says he's like a man of science was like, Oh, that's a bunch of BS. Mm-hmm. It's all up here. And I'm, you know, I kind of got into an argument with him. Like, how can a child doesn't know how to be brainwashed or power of persuasion yet? She's three. She just knows her tooth hurt. Aunt Lauren put something on it. And now she can go back in the pool with her cousins and play. Yeah. And it's well, like, to people like that, who I also hear from, like, oh, yeah. that's that's total garbage. And I'm like, so you're saying one plant extract works and one doesn't. Right. Yes. I mean, go ahead and square that circle. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get it. It's, but they don't think in that terms. They don't think, oh, well, you know, this remedy that you smell is not the same as what you eat and put in your stomach. Right. Absolutely. And, and I don't see the difference. No. And there isn't. And, uh, it's it's entertaining to me to watch because I think people think that this is something that like witches or Wiccans or or just like woo wooey people are into and it's like I, no a lot of people are into it Ooh. a lot of it has worked I have the answer to that so <laughs> I've had I've had numerous very religious people say things as such to me okay and I said yeah. hey there's a passage in the Bible 
you may be familiar with it. It says uh, that humans are to use all of God's creation. That's right. Who made crystals? Who made plants? Who made everything? Why shouldn't we be using that to our benefit? And why would you think it doesn't benefit us if it was made for us? Guess what follows? Dead silence. (laughs) Because, Because it's like once you once you marry what this you know, woo-woo, witchcrafty stuff uh-huh. is to religion, they have nowhere else to go, you know? Yeah. And the pro- and the point of this whole thing is is that it's become woo-woo-y witchcraft stuff to keep it out of the general populace. Right. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, I think that it's interesting. I certainly would rather use my pain blend uh, than pop a Tylenol or an ibuprofen, which then is going to have other side effects for me. Um, I recently sprained both my ankles and I'm telling you my pain blend, like minimize my bruising and swelling. And I was walking. How about it, Patty? Two days, like nothing. I mean, I was in pain still, but it really helped me be able to walk again. And Tylenol wasn't going to do that for me. It was just masking. That's true. It's not treating it. Whereas this really brought all my inflammation down, swelling down. I got movement and range of motion back. And I think, as Patty was saying, a large reason why this isn't promoted is because it goes against it goes against our allopathic medicine today. That's a big business and a big industry. It's a lot cheaper. I mean, if people were educated, they could go forage for their own supplies. Um, essential oils, you know, there are ones that are more expensive, but peppermint, lavender, those common ones are not very expensive. And you could really heal yourself from a lot of common ailments. Well, people, you know, people in the the medical, the American Medical Association, they don't want you to know that because that takes money away from them. Right. Well, I can attest to that. And we basically, I don't know if I can if it fits, but I could possibly splice in a little of our conversation from the beginning before we were rolling um, uh, here. Oh, you know what's funny? Also, before we get started, so watching these old clips that I'm putting up on Instagram and stuff, Uh I had the biggest, puffiest bags under my eyes. I bet you, and, and I seem like I'm saying ums and like can't find my, like what I'm talking about. That much mm-hmm. like I do that anyway, but it's, it's like really bad. It's like pulling teeth almost. Uh, and I think that's when I was on Prozac. And I wonder if it was just like slowing down all like thought function. That's interesting, because, because everything we've done for like ever since you and I pretty much split up has I've, I've been more like we're not with broken it. up. It's OK. Yeah, it's just I've been more. It seems like I'm more with it when I'm talking to you and now I'm off it. So I wonder if like oh, I was just slower, you know, I was telling my boyfriend, my Celexa, they increased it. And ever since they increased it in March, my memory is like shot. My clients will be like, don't you remember what I said? Cause a lot of people know I'm quick, but my thoughts like won't connect as good. And so I, I'm like, I need to like wean off of it or something. Cause I don't like that, but yeah. it does. It throws you. Hmm. I don't know. I've never taken any kind of medicine like that. So it always does something to you. If it evens you out, like it's cool. But then it seems like after a while it starts trailing off. 
You start exactly. developing other symptoms. So maybe, yeah. th- maybe here's an edit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, but I was talking about, you know, my use of Prozac and yeah. how it really jacked me up as, and I've mm-hmm. spoken on this podcast about Paxil really jacked yeah. me up and other stuff like that. And basically they turned me into a zombie. Once I weaned off of it and got myself onto CBD, everything yeah. got better. And, you know, everyone still looks at marijuana and CBD in kind of an unfavorable way. But Mm -hmm. it really, I mean, it's night and day. It's not even close. The thing that came from the lab was nowhere near what the thing that was natural did. Yes. And I think that that's a big thing to remember. Like, our bodies weren't designed for all this synthetic stuff. I mean, we're one of the sickest and most unhealthy societies. And a lot of the the treatments out there are only masking that, not treating it, making it better. Um, And I just, I'm like a big person, go ground yourself out in nature. Like God created that for a reason. Get out there, dig your feet in, go foraging, learn stuff about what is right in your own backyard that can help heal you. It worked for for lots of things for the beginning of time. Um, And I know when you look, I mean, this has been going on since the 1800s, this battle between holistic healthcare and um, modern medicine going back and forth. And it's rooted in a lot of things. It's rooted in money. It's rooted in gender issues. It's rooted in poverty. And it's rooted in um, even, you know, the whole idea of um, just putting different ethnicities against one another. And it's, it's what has really caught, hurt us, I think, as a society and made us more sick than we needed to be. And when you look at the research from the past, I mean, uh, Patty had shared an article with me and we were talking about it today. Back in the times when cholera was around or yellow fever, the homeopathic hospitals were curing at 70% uh, rates, I believe it was, whereas the more orthodox modern clinics, they were not having any results. It's because when you're a homeopathic practitioner, you can't pump at the volume a modern medicine practitioner is. You can't put in 20 people in an hour and kind of just assembly line them in. You have to take time. Everyone's different. Um, Something I talk a lot about with essential oils is the concept of synergy. When I'm making a blend, I need to make sure it's going to synergize with the person I'm making it for. And that's why I said essential oils are an art form and a science because we know um, that clove is good for toothaches, um, that peppermint helps with headaches. We know these things that it targets, but everyone's body's different. Just as pharmaceutical grade things, some people have a great response and others have a horrible response. Essential oils are the same. It's not one size fits all. We're we're multifaceted people with multifaceted needs. And uh, when I make my blends, I like to have a conversation with the person I'm making them for. I do make blends that are, um, I guess you could say like produced in larger quantities. But I also, the other part of my business is really just making blends, having a conversation with someone. Okay, you have anxiety or you have depression, explain that to me because no two people's looks the same. And we have a conversation about how theirs presents. And uh, then I can tweak a blend that's really just special for them. And I find that people really just want to be heard a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. They're, they're um, 
primary doctors are really dismissive. Like, oh, here's a script, bye, see you in six months. There's no conversation. Uh, I hear that from my clients a lot. You know, we feel unheard. The doctor didn't listen to us. No one listened. We tried to say this wouldn't work, and uh, they wanted to have it their way. And I think when you're really a holistic um, practitioner and someone who's into healing people, uh, it's not just at one level. Uh, it's at an emotional, mental, physical, spiritual level. And you really got to take time to talk to the person. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't fit with what the world wants. I mean, if you can get a doctor that's kind of like that, I mean, that's the thing. Like what I did, uh, I have epilepsy. So okay. I had to get, I have to go see a neurologist once a year, pretty much. And, uh, I had just moved to Pennsylvania relatively recently and I was looking for a doctor. And the first thing I did, I went on the database of who can prescribe marijuana. And I found a doctor that could do that and was a neurologist. And it's just as I suspected. I go there, I meet not a pill pusher, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, they're one of the reasons that I ended up with the CBD to begin with because they were open to the fact that you don't have to write the script, you know, to do it. Uh, she monitored my blood whenever I did it, uh, just to make sure it was like, okay with my body. But Mm -hmm. she put that above everything else. And that's exactly what I was looking for when I was like, you know, who does weed? (laughs) Because it wasn't because I wanted to go there and get weed. It's because I needed somebody who was open to the holistic and natural, possibilities who was also you know a full-time a full-fledged doctor absolutely and was going to take time to hear you out Mm -hmm. Uh, and that that's a huge thing and I think the work I do um my clients often feel very disempowered they feel like they have no empowerment no voice um and that's a really hard place to be and I think a lot of times that fuels their negative emotions even fuller or even more so. And so I'm just a big believer. You have to take time to hear people out. They know their bodies best. They have been with them. They know what their symptoms are. Um, and I think a lot of times in modern society and modern medicine, we're just dismissing them because, Hey, we got 15 more people in our waiting room. We don't have time to talk. Um, and maybe this is the med that the pharmaceutical company is pushing and it doesn't matter what your unique side effects are because this is what I'm getting a kickback for. Um, yep, I agree. And yeah. And that's what I love about essential oils. There's hundreds of oils out there. Let's talk about what's going on with you so I can find you hopefully the best blend. But I always tell them, don't despair. If, if it, if it worked in some way, give me feedback. What worked? What didn't? Let's go back to the drawing board. Um, because I want you to get the most benefit. Right. And okay. I think before we leave this though, we'd be doing everybody a disservice if we're kind of trashing the medical system Without sure. saying, okay, there is a place though that the, the actual medical needs to be. Can you talk about that versus like what, what, where's the point where you go, okay, essential oils can't do that, right? Like where, where are we talking about here? And, you know, it's the same with, uh, this is the best example I have um, because I work in mental health. The example I always give is, you know, there are many facets to your life. If we have worked on building social supports and we've worked on diet, you know, changing our diet up and we're eating healthier and you're exercising and you're living a relatively healthy lifestyle and things still aren't coming together. Um, 
we need to look a step further because I always tell my clients, I'm not anti-medication, but I want you to know a pill isn't going to fix everything. There's a whole wellness wheel, as I like to call it, um, of your, your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, occupational, all of these things. And so if you're really working on having these areas in line and it's still not working, like thing, there's some things that are only going to go so far. Um, in group the other day, I talked a lot about depression as an example. If you have all those things going for you and you are still chronically depressed, um, it might be time to consider talking to a psychiatrist and don't be afraid to do that. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of anything. You put the effort in and you try different modalities of treatment. But at the end of the day, our, our bodies behave at a baseline. So we might need some help from a medical doctor to kind of bridge the gap between what, we're, what we have control over versus what we don't have control over. And I think that that's a big thing. And uh, with my guys, I always tell them I'm definitely not against medications, but I want them to make informed decisions. And I don't want them to feel pressured into taking, trying a med if that's not what they want, because there are other things we can try first. And I think that's a lot too with even medical ailments that aren't mental health. There's a lot of things that can be minimized by healthy lifestyle, diet, exercise, meaningful activity. But sometimes that's not enough. Um, you know, look at cholesterol. Some families just have higher. You can eat a great diet and your cholesterol might still be high. Even diabetes, I know that runs in my family, and mm -hmm. I have family members that really watch their diet and follow it, and if they don't take their metformin every day, they're going to have really high sugars and feel unwell. So I think that, that what my dream you know, is that someday the homeopathic and the allopathic medicine join forces, and instead of working against one another, they come together and really just treat the whole person. Fat chance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that that's a fat chance. I think that there's. Oh, that I'm sorry. I've Slim chance. I've seen it. I mean, I actually had a doctor that was like that for quite a long time, and she was both. Um, but I think that the most important thing is to just be informed. Like, if you're taking medication, know why, know what it is, know what the side effects are supposed to be. I cannot tell you the number of patients and clients over the years that I have seen who tell me they take, you know. 15, 12, 14 meds. And when I ask them what for, they got no clue. They're like, I don't know. The doctor gave it to me. Mm -hmm. Or they don't even know the name. Oh, that's very common. If I'm asking the, the guys that come into treatment, what are you on? I don't know. Uh, was well, it for physical or mental health? Um, mental health. Well, what does it treat? I don't know. The doctor just gave it to me. And that to me says that no one has taken the time out to even hear them. It just was instantly like, here you go. See you later. Um, yeah. and, and being informed and educated is so important and it really empowers people. And I think that empowering is one of the things I wanted to talk about. One of the things I find interesting with, um, what I've been seeing yeah. with your medic, with your essential oils and, and what have you is that the people who are using them feel empowered. They feel like they're, they're taking a personal control over this. Not that somebody's going here, this is it. Take right. this. But they have input in it. And I have watched, um, for example, we have a, a person who works with us who is prone to poison ivy and apparently suffers from it quite extensively all summer long. Hmm. Yes. He just gets it. Like if the, tr if the wind blows, he's got it. 
<laughs> and he likes to be out in the country. So he's got it all over his legs all summer. So she made a blend and asked him if he would try it to see if it would work because nothing was really working. And to her credit, it seemed to be working. He told her it was drying it out. It was taking the itch out. It was making it more comfortable. Right. And, and that, that empowered him. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, no one wants to be on steroids or things like that. So if it could minimize maybe getting to that point, that's important. Uh, and I shared with Patty, my mom has leukemia and she is on a um, chemo medication. And, um, you know, obviously she's my mom, so she wants to support me. But I tend to not ask her what she thinks of my blends. Like, because, you know, I want, I don't want her to feel obligated <laughs> to say like, this really worked because uh, you're my kid. Yeah. Um, but I had made a, I call it a mermaid spray for your hair. And part of that chemo uh, medication, it was really damaging her hair. It was breaking off. It was brittle, dry. Um, and I was telling Patty, my mom always has had a thing with her hair. She's never liked it, always wanted it to look perfect before she went out. So I, I had advertised the mermaid spray. And I didn't say much about it other than oils were just good for your hair. You know, it, it helped with hair growth um, and just the overall health of your hair. I sent her some and uh, she messaged me the other day and she's like, I really like would like to write a review. She was like, my hair isn't dry and brittle anymore. I have some curl coming in. Like, I can't wait for you to see my beach waves. And <laughs> like, that's awesome because I know she's really been upset with that being a side effect. And uh, I made her a mood lift spray because she's um, often tired and she, but she doesn't sleep well. And she's like, I have energy now and I can sleep better at night. And I think that it makes her feel better. Like I don't have to go to my medicine cabinet and add another pill from the doctor. If these other little things are helping me in addition to the other meds I'm on. So that that's been cool to see. Yeah. And it gets into like stacking too. Like I, mm -hmm. I noticed like, okay, uh, if you really try to be in tune with yourself, you go, okay, well this took the edge off of this anxiety, but I still have such and such. And then you yes. can start looking at other things to go on top. Unfortunately, um, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. You edit. So. I, I, well, I know. I don't want to start talking about family medical histories. That's probably not good. Um, <laughs> So Hi, we're throwing out our family histories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's just say someone I know has blood pressure medications, mm -hmm. but they're on top of each other. There's like five of them. And, exactly. and I'm like, well, if you're stacking pills like that, you should probably try stacking holistic stuff instead. Uh, condense, cut down yeah. on some of and I think that that's a big thing. Um, you know, yes, a lot of pharmaceuticals were rooted in plant medicine to begin with, but now they're so synthesized and mass produced. Um, you find you get one med and then it causes these side effects. Well, here's another, here's another, here's another. Well, some of those side effects uh, could have been cured holistically instead of just automatically jumping to another pharmaceutical. So let's talk a little bit about some of your blends, the actual blends. She has one. Um, is the one that the bitch be gone? Is that one um, available yet? Yes, it is. <laughs> I love the name of this bitch be gone. That's right. Um, is it so, a is it a spray to get rid of female dogs? No. Oh. 
No. Okay. So, Continue. So, um, the woman that I buy crystal from, crystals from, she always calls black tourmaline, bitch be gone. Um, and I loved that. I was like, yes, I need all the bitch be gone. And uh, I just decided I should make an essential oil to go along with that. And she sells it in her shop. Lifted Reiki is um, her page. And she actually sells uh, the Bitch Be Gone blend in her shop. And it really is just a mix of Lang Lang, um, Clary Sage, Lavender, um, and frankincense. And it just, though that combo together is just really good to like dispel some of those hormonal negative energy. Um, and I actually, for a coworker, did make a bitch be gone spray. And she's like, you know, I'm going to spray that in my office because <laughs> she's like, I need it for me. And um, it's been really cool. Like, because I love coming up with fun names. And if you're a crystal lover, then like pair it with your black tourmaline. Maybe you need a room spray, you know, to clear the air. How did you know I wear black tourmaline <laughs> every day? Do you really? I have a negative energy store up here. I, I store yeah. negative energy really bad, and yeah. that, that helps me. That's the only thing that gets rid of it. See? Look at that. Well, mm. I made a blend to pair with black tourmaline. So. I'm going to have to be getting um, out my wallet to after this is over, I think. <laughs> you need some of that. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, another one of our coworkers who's into the same stuff this morning asked me how I felt, and I said I felt scattered. I wasn't feeling very well. So she came over and knocked on the door, and she said, would you like to try this? I made this and she's also into making her own essential oil blends. And I have to tell you, I put it on out of politeness because she went to the trouble to bring it to me and, and to care, which yeah. I appreciated. Um, it's a very lovely person. But I was a little surprised by how quickly, within 20 minutes, um, the nausea was down. I was physically feeling better. I literally last night came home and went to bed at 6.30. That's how wonderful I felt. I was exhausted. I was just beat emotionally, physically. I And I actually went out and told her. I thanked her and said, thank you very much because um, I feel so much better. And it's only been like 20 or 30 minutes. So if anybody's a doubtful, try a few of these different blends because these blends are um, – it's really interesting what they – they can do. And you have some other blends that you um, you make um, that are more standardized. Would you like to talk about a couple of them? Yes. So I made a whole chakra series line. Um, if you're into chakras, I made blends for each specific chakra. The grounding one, the root one is probably my favorite. Um, so I do make those and they're standardized uh, for each chakra. I also make a cleansing spray. So if you're into like wanting to cleanse your house, say you can't make, like I know I rent. So sometimes burning sage isn't or burning Palo Santo or whatever I choose might not be feasible because my smoke detectors are going to go off right. um, or you need to cleanse your crystals. I made a cleansing spray and that has Himalayan pink salt, um, clary sage, Palo Santo and cedar wood. And uh, when you look at the properties of those, um, I like to use them because cedar wood, for example, is just really known for purifying um, the air and purging negative energy. So it's good for homes. Um, and also Palo Santo, I mean, it's known as holy wood. So it's really good for clearing negative energy and, and protecting spaces and clearing them. Um, so that's my cleansing spray. 
Uh, if you want, you can throw a little clear quartz or amethyst in that too. Does it um, work the same? I mean, versus burning, like does the smoke not have anything to do with it? Really? It's the, are these all terpenes we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, smoke has its own properties, but it does, the, it does but essential oils contain um, similar properties. Like if you're looking to cleanse or have, um, I know like with sage and Palo Santo, it has like antimicrobial and can like purify the air that is going to be in the essential oil as well. And putting it in the spray just, or you could diffuse it as well, depending on what you wanted. I can make diffusing blends, just getting it out there in the air is, is good as well. If you're not able to do the whole smoke Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, do, Do you make tinctures? I don't, but I want to get into it. Like I was telling Patty, there's so many things I'm learning and Patty is also a fountain of knowledge. And I was like, you need to teach me some of these things you make because I really would love to get into doing that. And my hope is that as the business evolves and as I learn more, because essential oils have kind of been my first passion, but as I grow, expanding what I offer. Well, um, I can tell you about the power of terpenes. Uh, I used to be a rep for a CBD brand uh, out yeah. of Altoona. We we used to call them a sponsor. We we were just like synergistically working together. <laughs> I mean, they if anyone watches our old stuff, like we didn't really actually get paid for that. Um, so anyway, uh, they she has. Uh, terpene blends and they had no thc in them and yeah. uh the one had like lavender and some some citrus stuff and uh yeah. they each served a different purpose one was for vitality and energy one was for going to sleep at night like lavender being in it and stuff and yeah. there is a huge power in those terpenes that that yeah. seems to work with a lot of different things absolutely so i can vouch for sure yeah and uh that, that's the cool part about it because there's many different ways. I mean, inhalation um, of the of the oils for the aromatherapy is beneficial, but you can diffuse them. You can apply them topically. You want to make sure if you're doing it topically, it is with a carrier oil. Um, that way it's diluted down because they're very potent. Like you don't want to just slap it on your skin. Right. So when I make a rollerball blend or a cleansing spray or any spray or diffuser blend, it's always blended with something to dilute it down. What's it in? Um, MCT? Uh, I actually, for my, a lot of mine, use fractionated coconut oil. Um, sometimes, yeah, and the MCT. And uh, it just depends what people want because people have preferences. So I will meet their preference. Um, right. whatever you choose. So. And interestingly enough, she will actually keep a, um, a, a recipe with your name. So like if you liked a particular blend particularly well that she individualized for you, she'll be able to go back and pull that recipe and make it on multiple occasions for you. Oh, that's yes. cool because I, I liked what you were saying about, you know, uh, cleansing the crystals and everything, but I have a problem with cedar. Big time. Uh, when I lived in Texas, it was a nightmare <laughs> pretty much because it's just cedar all the time. Um, yep. so yeah, but, uh, so you would make something special for me Absolutely. And, and, and just take it out even if it was just the rest of them or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing, like when I make stuff, 
Um, if I know, like, so, like sometimes people for the shop that I sell at, uh, she'll place a larger order so I can big batch that. But if someone wants something in particular, I just make it in a small batch specifically for you. Like I made a blend for Patty that was floral and, uh, but calming and it was called Patty special calming floral blend. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Yeah. And, um, cause I want it to be unique to you and we all have different needs. And that's something I had to really remind myself about because I have scents I really love and scents that I'm sort of like, eh. and sometimes when I'm making them, I'm like, this can't be right. But really that's my preference. Maybe I wasn't a fan of geranium and I put it in something. The scent is fine. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to, you know, I have, I always try to make it, what is someone asking of me? Um, because yes, I do have my go-to recipes, but they can all be tweaked um, to fit what you want better. And I also wanted to talk about, um, I told Patty I was going to come up with some blends because this is the Paranormalist podcast. So I came up with uh, two blends. Uh, for your viewers, obviously they can tweak it too. But two that I came up with is uh, the Ghostbuster, which has uh, sandalwood, basil, and lavender. Um, and you know, basil's known for cleansing and protection. Actually, historically in lore, um, basil is known to uh, keep negative entities and spirits away. So it contains that um, sandalwood is good for protection. It's an anointing oil, banishes negative energy. Um, it can aid in psychic development and lore states that it casts out demons and brings spiritual protection. So that's in it as well. And then uh, lavender kind of just synergizes it, brings it all together. Um, and so lavender's so if you a- eat a lot of pizza sauce, you're better off? Yes. You got all that. that basil in there. And so that's <laughs> and the I'm secret, like Patty. Saying, you never told us that pizza is the way to get rid of spirits. Pizza is the way to do everything. You know? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's right. At least if you're a boy. <laughs> but, you know, like I do like herbal teas and different things like that. And, and that's where we were talking about today. And a lot of the same things that work in the physical form as a part of an herbal blend for a medicine. I like folk medicine. Mm-hmm. Um also work as the essential oils so if if basil works as as if it's steeped and you make it as part of a tea or of a an elixir and then you know you're using it in this way it works in multiple ways for multiple things and that's what i find fascinating like clove if you make um take clove and pack in your gum and you're in pain it'll actually draw and close the the area and make it hurt less um tea will leach out the poisons in a tooth or the stop the bleeding yep Absolutely. And uh, that's the cool part about it. There's many like plants have so many properties and can be used in so many ways. And, uh, you know, I have customers who actually like love herbs and dry them themselves and make teas and different tinctures and stuff. And they are like, we love your blends because it's just another application in another form of it, Um, which is cool to hear because we can all work together. And that's what's been so cool from my perspective. Uh, 
When I made Lauren's Elixirs, I just couldn't imagine the support that was going to be given to me and all the people who wanted to share their knowledge and wisdom. And I just feel very blessed for that because it helps me grow and it helps me serve uh, people and meeting their needs. So it's been really cool, like this whole collective people sharing knowledge and exchanging things. And I, I really like that. And um, oh, I did come up with one more blend, my protection yes. blend. Uh that has clove, basil, lemon, and peppermint. So I picked those. Um, clove, again, is known for blessing, uh, spaces, purification, protection. Um, it was named after nails, and it was placed around babies to keep them safe and protected back in the early centuries. So I thought that was a fun little fact. Um and I also have the, again, the basil in there. We talked about its properties. But as far as um, as that blend goes, uh, I just, and peppermint is known for purifying and healing as well. So putting that in there is, is a good mix. But again, if there's something you liked, like you like sage and palo santo together, like I can whip that up too. Uh, I tell people really the sky's the limit and you just want to blend that synergizes well for your needs and your particular uh, preferences. So, and I also am going to be running um, a special for viewers. Like I said, you can find me. I'm, my website's under construction. Um, you can find me on Facebook if you just look under Lauren's Elixirs. And you can also find me on Instagram under Lauren's Elixirs as well. Um, but I'm going to do a promo code of 10% off. Uh, if you message me and say the word paranormalist, you'll get 10% off. So. Yeah. That's just a nice little perk for people tuning in and just kind of expanding their knowledge and giving it a try. I always say, you know, using plant medicine can't hurt us. It just might help you. So, so on your Facebook page, do you have a list of the different items and then their prices and everything so they can go on and do a little reading? Sure. I have, if you look under my photos, um, mm -hmm. the albums in there, you'll see, cause I try to post almost every day a blend or, and I'll recycle sometimes cause sometimes you have lulls and what you're making. But if you look on my, don't tell them that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but we you, never lull. They'll think, lulls, yeah, okay. they'll think you never have, they'll think you have like 365 plus blends. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but I do try to post and uh, my, I'm very responsive to messages. If you message me and have questions, I'm all about quick responses. <laughs> so I'm always open to talk. That's actually, you know, I'm really passionate about what I do for a living. I love being a social worker and helping people. Um, and it's been really cool to couple essential oils and holistic remedies because they go hand in hand. If you're coming to talk to me, it's because you want someone to hear you and what you're going through. And uh, so I get to use a little bit of both of my passions and that's really cool. And like I said, my ultimate goal is to open my own practice, my own holistic counseling center. So it just is like, this could not be more in line with that path and that end goal, which is many is it years in the making, but, um, it's getting me there little by little and I'm learning so much from my customers and just different people in the field who want to help me learn. Patty has been awesome in, in teaching me things. So I have no idea what I taught you, but I'm glad to hear that. Leading by I, example, Patty. That's, that's what it right. is. That's right. <laughs> I talk to dead people. That's all I do. I talk to dead people. 
That's that's what's going to be on my on my tombstone. The here lays the lady that talks to dead people. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a, that people are going to come see that. Patty, are oh, you? Yeah. Gonna, but are you going to talk to people while you're dead? I'm going to talk to the living. I'm going to give Zimmelduck the best EVP of his life. Let me tell you. You probably already know what it's going to say and everything. It's probably going to be bad. It's going to be raunchy, <laughs> it's isn't gonna it? It's going to be wicked evil because, yeah, because it's, 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 it's Zimmelduck. If it wasn't Chris, it would be a totally nice one. But he would expect something really ornery from me. Right. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, we'll make sure to link everything. And, Yay. um yeah, I mean, this whole topic is fascinating, and I think it's there's just it's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, really you, you start going down a rabbit hole once you start yeah. researching it, but most people don't even know to start researching it to begin with. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just funny because I always say this: once I got into holistic living and really trying to make that a focal point and just getting in tune and grounded with nature. Um, it is a door you cannot shut. You have just, I mean, when I first really got into it, my boyfriend is like, why are all these packages arriving at our door? <laughs> and I'm like, books, books, I'm learning, you know? This was my hobby. You guys told me to find a hobby and find something I'm passionate about. But there's so much knowledge and you can spend months researching and there's still so much to be learned. And and that's why I say it's always a growing experience. Um, and you have to be open-minded and willing to try new things. And uh, it's been very positive for me. And, and there is, there's been so much science on all of this. On We now know that sage, you know, like burning it or using the oils, that it really does have these antimicrobial um, effects. We know that standing, uh, this is one of my favorite things. I'm a na- back to nature girl. When I'm not working, I want to go out in the woods and hang. And we know that our skin responds and our and our mental health responds to being actually touching the earth. If you stand on the ground, on your bare feet, not on concrete, right. I hate concrete. Yes. And you ground just, the yeah, on the real ground and you just stand there, you will literally feel your, your mood changing. And they know that that actually physically happens. It is a physical impact on your, on your mind. It actually heals you. Yeah. yeah it's so powerful. And like I said, you know, when I went, I, when I made, was manifesting what I wanted for my life, I did go to a workshop and, you know, I've kept that in my work by my little work portfolio every day. I carry it with me. And if someone would have told me back when I did that, that here I'd be several months later taking steps to make that a reality, I would have said you were crazy, but there's power in getting in tune with yourself and getting back to basics and really checking in with yourself. How am I feeling? How am I doing? What's working? What's not? And um, I, I, t- I say this to anyone who will listen, like invest in yourself, invest in getting back to what is out within your grasp. You don't need to pay for, uh, you know, some fresh air. It just is out there, out your front door. Um, right. bring back to those basics and you'll look at cultures where more Eastern medicine and more holistic medicine is common. They're living to much longer lifespans with far less health risks. So there's something to be said for that. Yeah, absolutely. There is indeed. And before yeah. before we do leave, uh, I've I've presented all my different arguments that I've had with people, except yes. except one, the, the crystals argument. Oh, oh so you think wearing that around your neck actually does something? I do. I'm like I'm like, well, let me tell you this: it 
if you hold up like a EMF, you know, you, you can see that our bodies have an electromagnetic field. We give off electricity. That is true. It, you can measure it in front of your eyeballs. Right. And, and if I do, you know, hold this, if you measure this, it has frequencies that emit, you know, energy. Exactly. And to say that the two, like you, you will accept that something like, I don't know, a tower, right? Mm -hmm. Like a cell phone tower can interfere with you. So if that gives off EMF and so does this, then why doesn't this interact with you? Right. Exactly. I mean, people just put us, accept one thing, put aside something else when in reality, they're the exact same thing. They are. And I think a lot of it is, um, I just believe that people want what's convenient or we really, we don't even realize the degree to which we have been like duped into believing things. Um, marketing and, um, all of that is very powerful and we believe that. And, uh, that's, we're inundated with these subliminal messages. Um, and I always say, don't be a sheeple. Think for yourself. Really think. Exactly. And, uh, if the tower can do that and this crystal can and, and you can see it, of course, they're doing the same thing. You've just been conditioned to believe that one is better than the other. Mark often uses the analogy of a quartz watch. You know, yeah. people will say oh, they have no power and they're just stones. Really, um, quartz is the basis for the silicone for the computer chip. Quartz watches run and that's what gets them running. It's the power of that. Quartz I, that speakers, item. amplifiers. Yeah. I mean, that, that's been a thing since the 50s, right? Yes. So there's like so many different things. And you're right about sheeple. I mean, people have been reconditioned to think that if it's not got a brand name and, and you know, it's not being endorsed by the AMA, it's not, it's not real. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I encourage um, listeners to really look at the American Medical Association's history versus the um, the American, what was it, Patty? The American Homeopathic Homeopathic, yeah, Practitioners Association, because they are warring with them, all rooted in racism, economics, money, um, poverty, like just all of these things, and uh, that's wrong to denounce one and make one seem better because they really can work beautifully together, and there's room for both. And yeah. I think. We're polarized as a society, and there really is room for all things. We don't have to be polarized. We live in the middle. Right, and people don't realize uh, also FDA approvals is yeah. problematic on, on the yeah. count of there are a lot of things that we aren't allowed to have that other countries yeah. have that are healing people of diseases we didn't think you could heal, and that's right. just because we don't have a medicine for it because we're not allowed. Yes. You know, and, and I mean, the yes. biggest thing, though, <laughs> Uh, with them that I have a gripe about is marijuana is a schedule one drug, meaning it has no medical applications, but literally everyone and their mother knows that's not true. So right. why is it on there? Exactly. Hmm. In the history, <laughs> I uh, always recommend reading the book Chasing the Scream uh, by Johan Hari. That is such a powerful book. I love Look Johan Hari. Yes. His, yes. his views on addiction are unlike anyone else's. 
Yes. And it's so powerful when you look at it. And I think that homeopathic medicine is much the same, the same trajectory. It's all the same and it's all rooted in negative things. And, um, I think if people were more educated and knew what was really happening and they kind of pulled the curtain back, they'd see there is no great and powerful Oz. It's just <laughs> a kind of pumping out this stuff and uh, we're buying into it. And there's so much more knowledge out there. Oh, I agree. It's, 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 there is no Oz and what's yeah. behind the screen is a guy with a bank book, let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> At the end of the day, he's sitting there counting out his, his income because uh-huh. that's what it boils down to. And I worked in an outpatient psych facility for years and years. And I'm telling you, whenever the drug rep comes, the flavor of the month starts getting passed out. I guarantee you for the next three, four months that psych doctor is going to be prescribing that med at exorbitant rates, not because it's suddenly better than the other medications, but because there's a kickback to it, baby. Mm-hmm. There is. And uh, you really got to look at that. So it's important. And I, I, I think we had said it earlier in the show. It's just really important to educate yourselves. You have to educate yourself. And um, I think a lot of people don't question things and, uh, that's not good. The, you know, your doctor isn't God and he doesn't know everything. Um, it's okay to ask questions to your doctor. And um, again, that concept of empowerment, like I just want people to feel empowered and like they have a say in what in what's going on because it's their body. You know, what's funny though, when you say that is I've, I've had doctors before, not just one, where I would ask a question. I was like, oh, well, I've heard this supplement does this maybe and interacts with such and such. And they're like, huh. And then they WebMD it in front of you. <laughs> and I'm like, they're the ones that have problem with you looking up on WebMD and doing research right. yourself when they're the ones doing it too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, that, it's important to ask questions. And I always, uh, you know, I encourage my family because sometimes they'll just go with the flow. And I was like, do you want me to call them? I have some questions that I think we should ask. Because yep. like, I want you to make an informed decision. Well, they're not going to know the answers probably <laughs> to those questions that you would ask. <laughs> WebMD oh. would though. <laughs> well, it's you know it's important to have doctors that do answer your questions. It's vital, and if you don't get that, you need to find one who will. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And the same goes for your mental health practitioner. Whenever my guys are getting ready to leave and they're talking about who their counselor will be outside, I tell them all the time, guess what? You're the consumer. If you do not click with your counselor, you have every right to ask for a different one because how far do you think you're going to go if you're not comfortable opening up to your your counselor or your provider? You need to feel comfortable. That's where growth comes. Um, And the same is true for a doctor. If you don't feel comfortable there or you dread going, remember, you have the power of choice. And um, I know there's barriers, and I talk about that with my guys, about barriers, wait times, limited resources. But Insurance. Don't, yes. Don't feel like you have to stay trapped. Uh, it might take a little bit to find someone new, but but you have a right to seek that out. Yes. I, and that's, that's the same conversation I have. I, I'm constantly telling my clients that, you know, they have, they have the right to say who they want to see. They, they have the right to ask all the questions they need to ask. Why am I taking three meds for depression? Why? You know, or, you know, I, I think we have one guy right now who's on five different depression meds, five, and he's not even sure why. Yep. Although it is important to say, do consult your doctor. 
that. before you put something in your body, in your stomach, you need yeah. to make sure that you know what but it's going to do. Why, you should know why no matter what. So you should talk to your doctor right. and find out why you're swallowing that pill every day as well. Yeah. Just yeah. be informed. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to hit all the bases here. <laughs> for everybody because i don't i don't want to be like oh well he said cbd is good so i'm just gonna go take it it's like no I, not not so fast partner and i ask people too like those are conversations i have like where you like if you want to use this blend some things aren't safe for children i need to know like who's gonna be using it and why what animals do you have in your home because some aren't safe to diffuse with animals um Pregnancy is another one. Like I have clients that uh, are pregnant and I'll be like, well, I can't give you this because it interferes. It, there's risks associated. So when you talk with me, there are questions I will ask and just be transparent and we'll find something that, that meets your needs and where you're at. So sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lauren, thank you so much for being on. I enjoyed I, it. It's been, this I'm is a topic I've wanted to cover for a long time and we just haven't. <laughs> had anybody on to do it so it's my good that family, you, patty knows you yes my family is so excited like i tell them all like follow the paranormalist i'll let you know when it's on and and they have followed and um they're so excited they're like we're just so excited to see you getting to, to talk about something you love so they'll they'll not follow like three weeks from now when they see some of my conspiracy stuff sorry but we cover everything here don't worry audience we're gonna do less of that I have no, to curb. Not. I have to curb Patty a little no, bit. No, we're not because it's fun. <laughs> oh, and my aunts are all about the paranormal and spirits and all of that. So when I told them what I was going on, they're like, "What's it called? We're gonna go like it." <laughs> well, I can say with great certainty, you will be back, Lauren. Oh, well, we've had a blast. You. Yes, so have I. Thank you so much. Thank you, and we Thank will. Thank you for your time, honey. Yes, Yay, and you. see you, para peeps, later. 